0: began, Father Gregory bowed, Sir Thomas Seymour, please allow me to present Mistress Juliana St. John. I decided quickly on a short curtsey and a brief, modest dip of the head. This pleased Seymour, who held out his right hand toward me. I took it and he didn't wait for softly kissing my slightly bent knuckles before speaking. I am well pleased to meet you, Mistress Juliana. His deep brown eyes held my gaze with immoderate affection, and I turned away from it. All knew that the Seymour family was the highest, richest, and most powerful family perhaps in the entire realm. Prince Edward, the long-awaited heir to King Henry, was also the son of their sister, Jane, the lamented queen who hadn't lived long enough to enjoy the rewards of her greatest achievement. They flew high, and we dared not offend. Mistress Juliana is one of our lectors. Her father, Sir Hugh St. John, God rest his soul, was a great benefactor of the church and also ensured that his children were well-educated, Father Gregory turned toward me. Sir Thomas was an occasional associate and a friend of your father. He pointed toward the front of the church. You'd best prepare for this morning's reading, Mistress Juliana. I nodded toward Sir Thomas, I'm greatly pleased to make your acquaintance, Sir Thomas. As am I, he said, and then bowed toward me, a maiden not yet eighteen, who was well beneath his standing. I gathered my skirts and my courage, and made my way to the front, where the chained Great Bible, which had been secured to the altar to forestall its being stolen, was already open. Once I began to read out the Acts of the Apostles, I quit, for the moment, of my fears and lost myself in the resonant words of St. Paul, and the upturned faces of the crofters, the millers, the good wives, breathing heavily in their mean woollen garb. Sir Thomas remained for the reading, but left before the townsfolk did. Afterward, Father Gregory called me back to a quiet closet shut off from hungry eyes and thirsty ears. And now, Juliana, unburden yourself. I spoke immediately. You know of my dream? He nodded. I know a little. Would you like to share its entirety? About a year ago, Shortly after my father died, I began to have a dream. "'Twas not an ordinary dream, but it was powerful, and left me in a sweat and fever with my senses vexed,' I said. My maid, Lucy, would calm me afterward, though she was frightened too. I forced my hands from twisting ropes of my fine skirts and continued. "'I saw a barn,' a large barn filled with wheat and livestock of all kinds, and of course the husbandmen and others who tended the flocks and fields. At night, something kindled within the barn, and within minutes it was aflame. The livestock and grains were all burnt, and the building was too. Yes? His voice was gentle, but prodded me to continue. At first, I had the dream only once, and then six months later it came back. Then after a month, and then a week. Each time the dream would grow more fervent. The heat peeled my skin like parchment, and my ears couldn't refuse the desperate bleating of the animals and the screams of men. One night... I noticed that the doors to the barn looked exactly like the doors to my father's warehouses, and then 'twas pressed upon my heart. For this reason, you have been shown the fire. After some night.